Welcome to the Bet US Golf, Tennis and Horse Racing Show. I'm Flash and it's 154th running of the Travers Stakes. It's Group 1. It's a massive race and it's I cannot remember when we've had all three of the Triple Crown winners turning up on the same day for the same race. Now you can see that I'm actually on my own because my normal partner, my man in crime, Brian Zipsy, he slipped away. He's gone on holiday, but well-deserved, and he promises me he will be back for the Breeders' Cup. Now, Breeders' Cup, we cover all nine races, but first of all, we're America's favourite sportsbook, so I'd like you to subscribe and also ring the bell, which means we'll notify you and you'll never miss any content again. Now, if you like all your odds, your props, and lines that are just going absolutely ballistic before the NFL then make sure you type in betustv.com forward slash join. It is the 30th anniversary here at BetUS, so there will be prizes, free bets, there'll be competitions throughout the season, so make sure you do join the uh, college football that kicks off this weekend. And then the NFL is only a few weeks away as well. And then remember, all the soccer shows, listen, every single sport, this is your one-stop shop. Now let me talk to you a little bit about the Travers. It's over 10 furlongs. That is a mile and two. That is 2,000 metres. As I say, we've got all three. We've got the Belmont winner. We've got the Preakness winner. And we've got the Kentucky Derby winner. Most of these horses have been head-to-head throughout the season. But there's a couple in here that may well be coming in here a little bit fresher than those. And some may have had a break. We've only got seven runners. I'm going to do my best to walk you through them. We might even have a look at a clip twice. Because we might be able to spot something where if that horse you think has got a chance, then maybe the three behind him has also got a chance. Now, rain's expected on Friday. That means that I've had to include a couple of clips where the race has been sloppy. If it's sloppy, then maybe the grinders are going to have their field day. Maybe the horse maybe wants a little bit further. I've also really, really enjoyed maybe getting myself on the clock and having a little look at seeing how horses quickened or how horses faded away from a strong first six furlongs or three quarter of a mile. Also, we're going to have chat. Make sure that you're the one that gets in there. If you've got any questions about these seven horses, then please don't be frightened. It's not my first rodeo. I'm more than happy to answer them, and we will have my best bets at the end, and there'll be no particular order. I basically I gave out my free selections for this uh, race, before I actually knew the prices. So uh, that should hold us in good stead. So why don't we put some meat on the bone? Uh, Obviously, Brian is not here. So I'm going to try and do my best to take you through it. So remember, this 154th running of the Travers. It's over 10 furlongs. It's a mile and two. And this is probably the the audition for the three-year-old horse of the year. So let's have a little look at the first horse, please. First horse has been a little bit disappointing, really. It does everything at the end of the race and maybe just gets his head up or he's just finishing off once the uh, the winner has already been crowned. It's coming out of one. It's Forte, probably going to be the uh, favourite at plus 160. The trainers, Todd Pletcher and Irad Ortiz Jr. will be aboard. So let's have a little look at our first clip of Forte. May look at this twice. I have included this race. It's in the Jim Dandy and it was a very, very tough I was going to say nutritious, but there weren't much food on offer here. You've got Angel of Empire, who's a great yardstick for the three years, for the three-year-olds this year. 
and hit show. But Saudi Crown was the one in front here. It's the grey horse. And then you see that Forte is just edging its way out. And it's only ever going to either grind it or it's just going to foul in its quest to uh, dip its head on the line. But again here, look at the... Uh, they're getting their feet right in. This is over... Um, let me have a little look here. This is over nine furlongs. So we're going over a furlong further. If we have another little look at that, I've come in into the, into the straight. It gets a lovely lead, Forte, here. And it's one of those where you can go. Let's have a little look. So we've got Saudi Crown, who's leading. Angel of Empire, as I said to you, has been a really good three-year-old. But never. I thought he might have done a little bit better. Has now been put away having a nice deserved break but here you can just see that Forte is just starting to like edge 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 get himself out so now the horse in front Saudi Crown is actually got a target on its back and you always fancied that he's going to pick him up Forte is going to be the winner dips his head right on the line but the big thing is here watch this 60 70 yards from the line he knows he's going to get there puts the whip down and it's just hands and heels I expect this horse to be right there at the end, going that one furlong further. But also, you've got to remember about Forte, was the favourite for the Kentucky Derby, then got pulled out the morning of, but he's had a busy season. He's been on the go. He was geared up for the Kentucky Derby, and then he ran in the others, and he has been, for me, he has been disappointed, even though he did win the Group 2, Jim Dandy. Let's move on to horse number two, because here is our Belmont Stakes winner. It's Archangelo coming out of two. Jenna Antonucci is the trainer. Javier Costellano is your jockey. And the odds to win her at plus 250. This is a horse I think is going to take all the beating. Especially if it's, uh, if it's a grind. Because when it won the Belmont, it was over a mile and four. That's the full 12 furlongs, the 2,400 metres. And when you see this clip, and we will definitely be looking at this twice, he is one strong animal. And, and the opposition, this is the Belmont Stakes. They're all in there. National Treasure. We're going to be seeing National Treasure a bit, early, a bit later. Actually goes to the front, tries to set the fractions, but Hit Show's in there. Tap It Trice is in there. But down on the rail is Archangelo, who's doing nothing more than hands and heels, and then has the strength to take National Treasure apart and nothing from behind is really catching. Maybe only Forte on the wide outside here who does nab second, but there was no second. Hands and heels from Archangelo. And I'm thinking Archangelo, if there's a steady pace or a strong pace in this race, then I'm thinking that Archangelo will take all the beating. I definitely think he's in the makeup. Let's look at this again because he's down on the rails. Just hands and heels. Just took the lead off of Bob Baffert's charge. And the horses in behind are no mugs. They're all grade one performers, if they're not all grade one winners. Hands and heels off the bend. Now he lets a bit of rain out and says, you go. Remember, this is two furlongs further. So if they go off at a blistering pace and he gets a good lead, I don't think they'll be much actually stronger than him in the final furlong, furlong and a half. And he may just let a few cut their throats. You expect National Treasure to go to the front, maybe even one of the uh, lighter raced horses. But Archangelo is definitely there on merit. And I would probably have Archangelo over Forte, knowing that Forte is only going to do his best work at the end. Now, most disappointing horse we've probably seen this year is horse number three. 
It's Tapit Trice coming out of the free, and it's Todd Pletcher's second string. Jose Ortiz, and look at that, plus 1,200. Now, Tapit Trice had plenty of supporters earlier on in the year, but kept failing to deliver. I mean, I've, I've gone with Tapit Trice here, and I've gone right back to the bluegrass, because this is what this horse is actually capable of, and yet when it's gone up against all the big boys, it's been found wanting. Let's have a little look at this clip. And you know that Tappet Trice is a horse that has good turn of foot. But these horses in this race, Blazing Sevens, verifying, they have all been up there with the big boys, but not actually stuck their head in front. Now, this is Tappet Trice. Tappet Trice is the grey who's coming there with the, uh, the red and the yellow. He's got a horse that's gone by him. And now, when you look and it's over, we're going to go, the Travers is a furlong further. And you think, oh, this is definitely going to suit. And this is probably its best race. And it still does not do it. Mid-race form, gets right up, on the line, and you think to yourself, okay. And even has a little look around. Let's go back, please. Go back and let's have a little look at that horse again. Because he makes his mid-race move. And then all of a sudden, it's just, okay, I'm in third now. I'm going to move up into second. This is over nine furlongs. And I always believe that the Bluegrass is won by a really, really good horse, as is the Travers. You look at the last three winners of the Travers, and they are proper, proper horses. Remember last year, Epicenter, close, 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 all through the Triple Crown races, finally got his head in front this time last year. But this horse here, once he's beaten it, once he's beaten the horse on the inside... Just watch him pop his little head up and he has a little look round. He's not actually going forward, but he's doing enough to just win the race. And I'll tell you what, Tappet Trice are going to need to put in that bluegrass performance. But plus 1,200, he's not for me because I'm not going to take a chance. Let's move on to horse number four. OK, this is Mage and this is the Derby winner. He's coming out of four and uh, Luis Saez and... Gustavo Delgado is your trainer. At plus 500, you're taking a leap of faith. Now, we know that he's actually the derby winner, but he's had plenty, plenty chances from there, and he's not got it done. Let's go and have a little look at Mage in action. Because I went for the Haskell Stakes to see if Mage is actually going to come back and show a bit of form. And you're thinking to yourself, OK, let, come on then. This is a race that you should be winning. There he is, coming round the outside. You think to yourself, OK, Mage is your winner. So if you stopped it there, I don't want you to stop it. But if you stopped it there, Mage is your winner. But the horse on the inside is just waiting for a bit of company. And then he puts his ears back. And he did puts two free lengths between himself and the Derby winner. And the horse back in third, which we're going to look at maybe in a second, he's, in, he's a good yardstick for these horses. And... Mage had his opportunity there and did not take it. Let's have another little look, please, at Mage. So here he is in fifth. Has he used up too much energy to go and uh, try and scythe down the winner? And yet I think to myself, I don't want to be on nothing else. I want to be on nothing else other than Mage knowing that he stays. And yet... The winner is like, just come on then, come on, you use up all your energy and I'm just going to show you a clean pair of heels. He stays on at one pace, but for me, I think we've seen the best of Mage. I think his swan song was 
winning the Kentucky Derby. And I'll tell you what, if you've got a horse and he only wins the Kentucky Derby, I think you will settle for it. So let's uh, let's move on to the next one. National Treasure coming out of five for Bob Baffert. Johnny Velasquez. And at plus 900, this is probably your pace in the race because, again, you have a little look. He wants to dictate, but... I don't fancy him. I really don't. I think that he's going to get to the front, but there's going to be horses that are going to be more than happy to take a lead off him. Let's have a little look at the uh, the clip that I put together. Because this is the Preakness. And look, he's absolutely dictated it. But you have a look at the first six furlongs, which is three quarters of a mile. One minute 13. That's two seconds slower than a really, really good pace. So he stacked them up, quickened off the front. And then I'm saying to myself, okay, is something going to come and get you? He flattens out a little bit here, but because he saved that time and that energy because he didn't go very quick for the first six furlongs of the race, he's managed to outstay and outbattle to make sure that he uh, he rewards all his backers and especially me because I, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, second and third doubt. I don't think they've got any complaints whatsoever. I'm going to have another quick look because here, look, that number. 113.49. Remember that. That's for six furlongs. 113.49. If that said 112.49, I would have said slow. 113.49. They have a, the other jockeys need shooting for allowing him that easy lead up front. Dictate slow fractions. So you now know that you're not going to be able to catch him because he's got enough energy to see it out all the way to the line. I, uh, I think he's a good winner on this day, but only because the situation and circumstances benefited him from the front. So Bob Baffert comes back. National treasure, Preakness Stakes winner. One of the Triple Crown winners, but I don't see him being a major factor here. In fact, I think he sets it up for something else. Let's talk about Disarm here, because Disarm is one of them horses. He's going to come out of six for Steve Asmussen. Joel Rosario is on board, and he's at plus 900. I think he's plus 900 for a reason. The clip we're going to show you is actually from the Matt Wynn. And the reason I've gone for Disarm in the Matt Wynn... This is a group three. But I wanted to show you because there's Ray's Kane, Verifying and Bo Cruz here. And Disarm makes his move. He's out on the outside. And he's like, OK... Let me uh, let me just take my lead here. In fact, no, he's coming up. Sorry, he's coming up. He's on the uh, and this is sloppy. And this is one of them other races that I said that I wanted to see and show you the sloppy, because the further this race goes, the better disarm is. And he's not minding it. In fact, I would say that he's showing that he loves it. And he really finishes off the race really, really well. He comes off the rail. When we see this again, he's well on top at the end. But them horses are group three horses. And I do not see him being a factor in the Travis. So here he is down on the rail in the dark colours. And he's under the pump. He's actually asking him to go and take closer order. He actually drops to fourth because it takes him a while to get going. Now, do we see... Remember, in the last clip, it was 1 minute, 40, 1 minute 13, 49. Now, this one was 1.13. OK, the ground conditions were a little bit testing, so you expect it to be a little bit softer. But this arm comes home. Confidence boost in win, in the mat win, but it is group three. And the Travers is a group one with three triple crown winners. So, this arm, 
Not for me neither, to be honest. Unless it comes up sloppy, then I think it's just one of those we throw the balls in the air. Let's have a look at horse number seven. I, I just cannot believe this. Uh, post position seven. Bet US odds to win is plus 1,200. Jockey is Junior Alvarado. Bill Mott needs no introduction. And this is the lightest raced horse in this field. Only had four lifetime runs. First, second, first, first. Look at this clip. And there's so many things I've been building up for that I have to... I have to just be singing its praises. Because first of all, look at the uh, three quarters. The sixth furlong is 1-11-12, okay? He's actually at the front. He's dictated a fast pace. This is the curling. He's actually out of a curling um, mare. Sorry, a curling horse. Just hits the front and goes away. Blazing Sevens, who's in third here with the blue hat, he's been one of them horses that's been running up the back of all them other horses when they've had head-to-head. Look what Scotland does when he puts his head down and just goes further and further away. And he's still on the improve, in my opinion. This horse could be anything at the right time in the season. Yeah, you can press play, no problem whatsoever. This race, the curling's over nine furlongs. He's got a furlong further to go. I think that if even if he puts up a 111.50, then he is going to be up with National Treasure. But unlike National Treasure, I think I think he sees it out. I really do. I don't think this is the this is the rag of the race at plus twelve hundred. He shows no signs that he was going to be stopping over a further when you have got blazing sevens some six or seven lengths back. Look at that. He gives him a couple of cracks. He still could be green. And Bill Mart has brought him out at the right time of the year. Remember, the uh, Travers will be his fifth. Lifetime run. Some of the others have been running in all the big races and they've had miles more than five. So this horse could definitely be on the improve at plus 1200. You've got to have it in your maybe exactors, maybe definitely trifecta. And I think at 12 to 1, he could well spring a surprise if maybe the two horse doesn't run its race. Now, okay, let's have a look at all the odds to win, please. Well, the favourite's been expensive to follow, to be fair. It's plus 160 for Forte Archangelo at plus 250. Remember, Bell's Belmont Stakes winner. Tappet Trice is at plus 1,200, coming out the free. Mage at plus 500. Now, a few people have said to me that they think Mage may spring back. I'm not so sure that Mage has got it in uh, his locker. Uh, National Treasure, probably the pace in the race, is at plus 900, coming out of Five, six is disarm at plus 900 as well. And look at that. Scotland, plus 1,200. Not worried about him coming out at seven because there's probably only going to be two front runners. For me, it's the five and the seven. And I think Scotland's got enough ability just to just roll upside National Treasure. And if National Treasure tries his little cheeky antics of slowing a rink up and then outstaying them, I think he'll get blown away. I really do. I don't think National Treasure um, is going to be in the free. Maybe we can have a little look at the uh, at the chat because the chat would be uh, good interest. Uh, hey, Aaron says, uh, hey, Flash, why are you so lonely? Well, Brian's gone on holiday ready for the, uh, the breeders, so I'm looking forward to him getting back. Um, it'd be nice putting the team uh, on his back. Uh, Brian's out today, but Flash didn't want to leave you out without his pick. So if we haven't got any uh, Q&A, then I'm more than happy to give you my, my free uh, selections in any order, because, and I'll give you my reasons why. 
I've got Scotland in there, plus 1,200. This is probably trifecta, but I think you could definitely let it run because it could be absolutely anything, and it's going to be definitely the freshest horse in the race at plus 1,200. Arcangelo, I think, is the horse that's going to stay the strongest at plus 250, and we know that we can't have a trifecta without Forte because Forte has hardly ever been the bride, but always the bridesmaid because he comes too late. He has some funny ways. He gets up there too early, then he runs out of gas. He lays off the pace too much. He comes home like a train. But the winner, as I said to you before, has already been crowned. Now, before I say goodbye, I'd like to uh, ask you to uh, subscribe and also ring the bell. Remember that we will notify you and you'll never miss any content again. That's right across all of our platforms. It's the BetUS 30th anniversary this year. So there's competitions, there's prizes, there's free bets. NFL it will be joining us in two or three weeks. It's the college football starting this week as well. So just make sure you type in betustv.com forward slash join. Talking of joining, I'm hoping that Brian Zipsy enjoys that holiday and then joins me for the Breeders' Cup here on BetUS. But my free selections in any order is Archangelo, Scotland and Forte. You take care.